right. Can I preach to you for just a minute? It's going to be a little different tonight. I say that. Uh, I made a few statements this morning. And um, even made the statement about uh, the miracles. And um, You know, and by the word of God tonight, and I know it's Sunday night, and, and, and how, you know, Pentecost and apostolic, and uh, it's a highlight, and it really it is. And that's hopefully and prayerfully it won't be any different tonight, but, but we will be a little slower. I won't be probably lengthy, but, um, but, but the, the power, amen, the, is the knowledge of the word of God. Man, when you get that anchored into your mind and heart and spirit, you're unmovable. You're unshakable. Man, the, the enemy has to do something with the word to, to distort it, to, to, to mess us up. And uh, so if you got your Bible, John 6 and 14, I'll read two verses, man, and uh, they probably won't make a whole lot of sense, just these two verses by themselves. But we'll go back and try to tie some of this together and uh, help us. To understand what's, what I'm trying to, uh, I really felt of the Lord, and uh, it ties in a lot, even with our Sunday school lesson this morning. Amen. If, if you didn't get some of that, catch some of that, it was those aprons, just like what we anointed here tonight, that, that handkerchief that kept create, amen, this uproar, hallelujah, this uh, uh, battle that began to take place in all of. Asia, huh. all of Asia, their, their riches were being taken from them because now people were being taught and instructed to not to worship idols and uh, not to give themselves over to that, but to give themselves over to God, to Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And uh, it was causing such a revival, not just in Ephesus, but all over Asia. Amen. The power that took place and then this great uproar. If you read the latter part of that chapter, it became such an uproar that they thought they was going to have to be called on and call the military in to come and calm it down and quieten it down and things of this nature. Even some, even Paul was instructed not to come into the theater. He meant some of his own friends that was in positions and political positions. A man was requesting and the brethren's question, don't come, don't be a part of this. Let them take care of these. Let them handle it. Amen. And so there was a lot to it. And this, this, not only was it the gospel, but it was the power of the miracles and the deliverance that began to take place in individuals' lives all across Asia. Amen. That ignited this. And so, so I, I had done, been in a little direction of this, and then that lesson kind of failed. But anyway, here we go. John 6 and 14. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did... This is of the truth, that prophet that should come into the world. And when Jesus therefore perceived that they, those men, I don't know who they were. As far as I can tell by the scripture, without more in-depthness and studying the scriptures to find out who exactly. But apparently they was no doubt possibly Jews, no doubt believers of the Old Testament, no doubt of the prophets, because they recognized Jesus as the prophet. They knew, hey, this is the prophet. This is the Messiah. This is the man. This is the one, a man that's going to be our king. And so these men, 
Hallelujah. You're going to begin to see. But when Jesus perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king. He departed again into a mountain himself alone. It was not of God's will at that time and moment, amen, to become the king that they desired him to be. And from the miracle of this bread, breaking a bread, amen, and a few fish and a few loaves, and we're going to talk about all that. You're going to see a different response of different groups, amen, that unfold from this miracle that took place that Jesus had performed. And so I'm right back to kind of where I've been in the last few weeks and months especially, amen, our response, and, and you know what, yes, God's time is not mine. God's Time is not mine. It's God's business. It's God's time. And we can see in these key verses that I preached to you, I read to you tonight already. Amen. There was men that was right. He was the prophet. But it was not time for him to be forced by man or any man for whatever reason to be shoved or forced into a position was not the position, amen, that he wanted to fulfill because it wasn't the time. Yet it is coming in the millennium. He will set up as king of kings and he'll set up in that temple and men and nations will come from all over the world. But that was not the kingdom ship that Jesus wanted to set up. So God's got a timing. God's got a timing for our lives. Got a timing for miracles. Got a timing for things to take place. And I'm telling you, we can't force the hand. But we got to humble and yield and put our trust and confidence in God like never before. In the midst of all that's going on, that God's not going to leave us nor forsake us. But he's going to walk with us. He's going to nod us. He's going to guide us. He'll fill our mouths up and we'll open them up and be obedient to him. And the miracles will take place without destroying us. Without destroying us. But you're going to watch a vast difference of the response of this miracle. As we watch, just see a few scriptures here tonight. Lord, we love you tonight. God, you're so awesome. You love us with such a love and with such a care. Every man, woman, boy, and girl in this assembly tonight. And we pray your will, your touch, your anointing would reach down into our souls, our hearts, our minds. And you'd help us, God. Nobody can help us like you can help us. Nobody can touch us. Nobody can heal us. Nobody can save us like you. And God, help us here tonight. Just humble ourselves unto you and let your will be done in this place tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord. Someone here this morning. God bless you. It's good to see you back tonight. Justin, it's good to see you, man. Always good to see you. Come and visit. Be with us. Appreciate you. Really do. God bless you. Randy, it's good to see you and your children in the house of the Lord tonight. Man, you know, it's always good to, man, to, you know, there's a lot of things we can expose our children to, but it's nothing like church, nothing like Sunday school, and bringing them up in the nurturing admonition of the Lord, bring them to the house of God, be around godly people, have wholesome people. I, uh, I didn't tell, I didn't say at the funeral yesterday, I'd love to, uh, but I'd take, I didn't, but I'd love to told them, you know, that Aunt Opal was, was and I was going to liken her to a landmark, I don't know if that would have been real appropriate or not, but uh, but uh, a landmark, and this landmark now is gone. But, uh, but, and I mentioned a little bit of this this morning, hallelujah, how that, that our, our uncles and aunts, and, and, and they was pretty much all the, the same all the time, especially when we were small coming up, uh, you know, so we didn't have a lot of turbulence. And so that helped establish and ground us and, 
and we didn't we weren't exposed to a lot of things that some family and especially today they're exposed to all kind of chaos things all kind of uh, uh, different battles and fights and torments and things of that nature and, and oh what a blessing it is amen when the household and there's peace in the household and there's comfort in the household and there's assurance and there's hope in the household and the children could come home at their own home and, and they don't have to worry about uh, you know they can feel comfortable they can just be themselves they don't have to put on as, as Brother Barry's mentioned already tonight putting on this plastic uh, front and you know trying to impress people and impress their peers and, and things like that and, I mean you got people hallelujah that are take their lives over what other individuals and other kids will say on Facebook and things of this nature and they're so cruel and so ungodly and, and so you know those kind of tactics have been around a long time but, but God's created each one of us beautifully and, 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 and so you know we're, we're special in his sight and so but, but let me get into this and, and, and like I said I'm not going to try to be long really uh, things of that nature but, um, but God's timing God's timing Amen. It's, it's not ours. It's not mine. We know the Bible's taught us that God's ways is far above as the heavens above the earth. And, and even with the Holy Ghost, with the Holy Ghost, we got to dig and we got to search and we got to pray and we got to find the heart of God and the will of God in, in, in directions and, and, and what he would have to be done, when he would have it to be done, and the method it should be taken, hallelujah, to get it accomplished and to, to get it uh, done in a, in a godly way, in a wholesome way that, that would glorify his name. And, and so, you know, that's, that's a lot of the argument and the fighting, amen. And even over the uh, uh, of advertising and, and and technology and things of that nature, especially since you know we've had to deal with Corona and things of that nature, uh, it's put a lot of churches and a lot of places in in places, Amen. That they had to go online and they had to go to live stream and things of that nature. They wouldn't have never done it. wasn't going to probably do it. But now all of a sudden, Hallelujah, they're into it and they get you know. And I'm not preaching against it. I'm not I'm not I'm not casting stones at them. That's their decision. That's what's going to be between them and God and where it leads them and what out come of all that is but but I'm here to tell you tonight we got to earnestly pray we got to sincerely pray we got to be able to hear really hear what the Lord's saying when he says things and so that's what some of this is about tonight amen really understanding what he's saying when he says it to us and so we're going to see this even from the disciples standpoint hallelujah and others hallelujah as I read these two verses and really just kind of let the cat out of the hat all said and done hallelujah just read them verses and then waited a while because you're going to notice, hallelujah, John. Now, this, this encounter that took place and what unfolded here, amen, is the time of the, of the bread and the loaves. And, you know, I know there's been a lot of preaching from that particular area here lately. And I was almost hesitant about it. But I said, well, God, I feel you really want. So here we go. <laughs> amen. And, and so we're right back to that same miracle that took place and what began to unfold here. And, and watch this. This is one of the miracles and the encounters that all four Gospels write about it. All four of them. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, and they talk about, uh, amen, the sea. Uh, two of them calls it, amen, the Sea of Galilee. And John does. And then the Tiberius Sea. And, and then Luke calls it something that's generic or something I believe it was. Uh, amen, the Lake of generic, uh, uh, I believe is what he called it. And, but yet it's all the same setting. It's all the same sea. It's all the same episode that's taking place. And, and so it, what was going on was, and, and you can watch even John's writing here. He talks about it. He, he, they come to a situation and the people are coming 
and it was such a great multitude. One writer lets us know that it was, you know, we, we know that it was 5,000, 5,000 men. Most commentaries believe that's just the men. So when you start adding the women, the children, there is even far more than that. And, and so they had came out, amen, to hear Jesus and to be in the presence of the Lord and following of Jesus Christ. I couldn't help but think about that as I reread it this afternoon. Followers of Jesus, you know, today we got all kind of people talking about, I don't know anything about it, but I've heard others talking about it. Hey man, they got a thousand following them on Facebook. They got a five thousand following them on Facebook. They got two or three million following them on Facebook. Hallelujah. So here, here it is. You know, Jesus, amen, has got five thousand followers. Amen. He didn't have Facebook. He never, I'm not saying that to be against all that. I'm just telling you, hallelujah. But but what what drove them to him? What caused them to want to come out, amen, into a place? What, what an easy place that they could go to a Walmart or, or to a McDonald's or somewhere to get the, the resources, amen, to feed them and to nourish them. Amen. So here they were. And so Jesus begins to question, says, hey, hey, hey they got to be hungry and all this. What can we do to feed them? What could, what could be done here? And, and you know, someone, and, and, and well, I believe one of them said something about, hey, 200 pennies worth. Annas, I believe it was. Uh, Peter's brother, Andrew, said, hey, 200 pence wouldn't be enough. He said, it'd only be enough. It wouldn't satisfy you. It'd just be enough that each one would get a little morsel. <laughs> you know, that's like making something and you bring just one piece. <laughs> Praise God, you know, and, and that's all you, 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 you know, and that's all you're going to get, you know. Uh, you, you, oh, my goodness. Well, somebody's going to be left out because I'm going to nah, I can't do that. But anyway, but you see what I'm saying? So, and that's all that could be done. And so, so, but Jesus told him, he said, well, what have you got? What's left? And, and so it might have been Andrew come and say, well, we got two loaves and, and a few, two fish and five loaves and the little lads got here. And so, hey, he said, well, sit them down. Sit them down, sit them down, put them, put them in, organize them, set them up a lot of grass here. So we're going to set them down and we're going to take care of this deal. And, and, and so, you know, I, uh, you know, the disciples even kind of pondering, wonder what's going to happen here. And you know the story, you know the parable, you know what happened, how he took it and blessed it and began to break it and gave it to the disciples and they began to give it to all of them. And so when this miracle transpired and when it took place, and, and I want to drive a few points home here. And then all of a sudden, after this miracle had taken place and the response of this miracle, amen, that had taken place. Uh, what all happened from that? I've heard people, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not casting a stone here, so don't take it wrong. Don't, don't take it wrong at all here. But I've heard people say, "Boy, if we could just get one miracle revival to break out, or we could just get this, this would happen, or that would happen." And then when I believe in miracles, and I want miracles, okay? I want them. I want to see them. We've had them. We've had certain amounts of it, and certain experiences of it. Hallelujah! But and, and but but if you watch some of this, as it really begins to unfold, and what transpires when you really begin to see the supernatural uh, manifest itself, and you begin to see the power of the kingdom of God begin to operate. And be unleashed and, and, and flow out of us into lives and situations and circumstances. you got to understand if you're walking in Walmart and you walk by somebody, God moves upon you and you pray for them and raise them up out of a wheelchair. Guess what? They're going to start lining up. Can you handle the pressure? Will you take the time? Or will you flee and run to your automobile saying, i got to get out of here. Praise God. So all of this works together. And he works hand in hand. First of all, why we're doing it. I'm going to leave that alone. We're going to touch on some of that one day. Okay? But, but just ride with me for a few minutes. I'm not going to preach long. But, so watch, watch some of this. When you go to Matthew 14, 22 and 23, it says, 
straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get in a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. Immediately following this miracle, he constrains, he makes them. He is almost like a rush. And that's the reason I started just deal with Matthew, Mark, amen, to start with and Luke before I ever went to John to really, but this is a key verses, these two verses right here. Amen. Because this is what causes the urgency of Jesus here. Amen. All of a sudden now, after this miracle, but it wasn't, it wasn't just because of the miracle, but with the response to the miracle of what people is going to try to force Jesus. Amen. How often did he in his ministry told those after he blessed them and killed them, go and tell no man. And don't don't tell everybody, hallelujah, what I've done for you. Don't don't let it be noised abroad just yet. I mean, I got a season, I got a time, I got to walk in. And there is a time and season in God. It, what if it was in Jesus Christ and, and his walk with God and fulfilling what God had placed in his uh, his life? Amen. That's the same thing for you and I as members of the Holy Ghost and walking in this kingdom. God's got a season and a time, amen, with his call upon us, his election on us, he's got us there for a purpose. And for a reason and that's what you and I got to find and that's where you and I got to walk and that's where you and I've got to stay and we can't get on some side road we can't get caught up in something else but you know saying you know what God I'm going to find satisfaction I'm going to find completeness knowing that I'm walking in your heartbeat walking in your will I don't care if I pass in a church of 200 or if I pass in a church of 20 if I pass in a church of 20,000 hallelujah the number don't mean nothing only thing it's going to mean anything between my fellowship and relationship with God Almighty is that I'm walking in his counsel. I'm walking in his will. I'm walking in his spirit. I'm walking in his light. I'm walking to glorify him. I'm walking to magnify him. I'm walking to represent him. And when I get tired or he gets tired of me representing, he can just take me out of here. So watch this. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. I'm not sure when Matthew put that there. I just can't help but ponder and wonder. Was there a possibility that some, that he didn't compel to get in the, get in the boat now? Now, y'all know what happened in the boat. You know what happened there. You know what he forced them. He didn't give them an option. Peter could have easily looked up and looked around and said, Jesus, <laughs> I think there's something brewing out there. I've been out there many a time. I know what, none of that happened. Because they was going to get in that boat. They had to leave here. Because there were some guys, amen, fixing to try to force him into something. Amen, it wasn't time for it. It wasn't the right time in the right place. And so he had to get his disciples out of there and himself. And as a multitude, amen, as they begin, as he tried to send them away and even cure alone now. Could it be any, even an all-night prayer meeting? One after one had to leave him. Another after another had to leave him. And left him alone on the side of that mountain, on top of that mountain, as he prayed and sought the hand of God. And had to separate himself again. I'm telling you, amen, we're going to live for God and serve God. It's sometimes going to be a lonely life. It's sometimes, amen, is God miraculously and then uses us, hallelujah, in the, in the manner and the form that we've likened to, especially in the last few months. Hallelujah, sometimes it can be a lonely life. Hallelujah, it can be some lonely nights that you and I have to spend in prayer. Brother Ford preached to us last Sunday night. Hallelujah, about the fasting. These times only come by fasting and prayer. By, by, by bringing this body, presenting.
presented him holy and acceptable that he can operate through it that he can trust his 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 his, his blessings and his favor and his anointing upon it hallelujah i don't want to shipwreck have to be anointed and used of god and i've seen it hallelujah i'm not interested in this church hallelujah shipwrecking and getting off on some side road just to run the 300 hallelujah or get the 300 and just doing it any old way to get the 300 hallelujah i'm here to tell you we want them born again of the water and the spirit we want them instructed and guided out of the word of god under the up to the holy ghost because the word of god's the only thing that's going to keep you hallelujah in these fiery times and these troubled times it's going to be the true word of god the true voice of god the true touch of god and the true revelation of what he's instructed us out of this book and i'm here to tell you everything is calling themselves christians and everything is called and say they got the holy ghost it's not hearing the true voice of god I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is not there, not doing it. But I'm telling you, by the help of God, by the help of the Holy Ghost, we're going to stand for what's right. God's going to help us. God's going to help us. God's going to help us. Hallelujah. Now, watch this. I'm going to kind of just, I'm a time and just, anyway. Mark 6 and 52. Now, same incident, same miracle took place. Watch what Mark writes here in Mark 6, 52. For they, talking about disciples, <laughs> consider not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Yeah, that was the disciples. This is the miracle. They, they didn't consider, they, it didn't affect them. It didn't, it didn't have the response it should have. It wasn't having the outcome. With his own disciples. I got some more scripture to help back that up. You watch what happens here now. <laughs> Matthew 16. 1 through 12. The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting and desired him. That he would show them a sign from heaven. <laughs> he responds unto them just simply by. And I've done mention about the weather. But he said hey. He said you know how to look at the sky and. Know whether or not if it's red in the evening time, you're going to have fair weather. Or if in the morning time, amen, if it's red and lowing, which actually means threatening or gloomy, amen, that the weather's not going to be good today. But, you know, you know how to discern the, the weather. You know how to discern all of that. But, but watching, but a wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. There shall no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. And when his disciples came, were came come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. So now as he left them and left the, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and, and apparently as they made their way to the other side, all of a sudden it dawned on the disciples. We don't have any bread. Huh. And... Nothing's really being said at this moment in time. But watch as the writer helps us understand what begins to take place. Jesus said unto them, as he gets on the other side, maybe there was kind of a, one of those rides where it just wasn't a whole lot said. If maybe not anything. Maybe he was just letting them think. Maybe he's letting them ponder. Letting them, you know, how he just dealt with the Sadducees and the Pharisees about the signs. And 
I mean, they knew, man, we done seen sign after sign. We done seen miracle after miracle. And, you know, why couldn't, you know, he showed a sign. But again, you got to see that Jesus is not in the business of entertaining flesh. Hallelujah. Or knowing, because he knows the heart. And we're going to talk about that and give you a few scriptures. He knows the heart of men. He knows the purpose of that heart. What its real desire is and what its real passions are. Amen. The purpose or the reason why he's responding or not responding. Amen. To what's transpiring and what's taking place and so as you watch some of this amen right down the next few verses you're going to begin to see and they reasoned among themselves let me back up a verse I missed one and when he said then Jesus said unto them take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees maybe all of a sudden you know they was on this trip pondering looking around and thinking maybe one of them nudged the other and said hey man we didn't bring no bread Now, that's kind of you know, vibrating down through the disciples, a good possibility, you know. Uh, and uh, all of a sudden, Jesus speaks up and says, Hey, be careful with 11, the Sadducees and Pharisees. Watch the disciples' response. They reason among themselves saying, is it it because we have taken no bread? Is this why he said it? They missed it. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'm I'm being. I'm going to tell you something. There's lots of people around here lately. I'm talking to earth and the world and and what's going on. Everybody's talking about how much God's talking to them. And everybody knows what God's saying. And knows what he's saying. Knows what he means. But you know what? Some of them needs to get together. Because apparently, either somebody's confused. Because God can't be saying all of that. Because he don't talk out of both sides. You can bank on that. And he's not gonna he's not gonna tell this little group, hey, this is all you got to do. And if you'll do that, you'll be all right. I'm gonna have you a little special place up in heaven. Then I'll have me another little place. I'm gonna have me a sign up here that. You know, this one and that one and whatever. You know, that's going to happen. It's going to be one church, one city, one bride. She's going to, and that bride's going to be made herself ready. Because she's going to hear the voice of the shepherd. He said, my sheep have known me. They'll know my voice. You don't read anywhere, a man, where he drives them. He leads us with his voice. And because we trust him and have confidence in him, we believe that he'll lead us to steel waters and to green pastures. We'll just hear his voice. Now, I understand and realize, and you do too, that sometimes on the journey, we may wind out up in the desert. We may wind up climbing sometimes a mountain to get to the place. But if we'll just keep obeying the voice and hearing the voice and walking, I'm telling you, he's got the reward for us. But we got to hear his voice and understand. And so right here, they, they didn't quite understand what Jesus was talking about. And, and so, so Jesus, the Bible said, they, they reasoned among themselves, saying it is because we have... You know, 
and when Jesus perceived, in other words, when he was aware, when he took note, if you go back in the scriptures, you're going to notice whenever he perceived, amen, the, 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 what these guys was going to do, those men that was going to force him to be a king. When he perceived, amen, whenever he, he realized what was going on and him being God, he knew that because he knew the hearts. He knew the intents of the heart. Hallelujah. And what they was out to do and, and their own timing and for their own purpose. And so whenever he, 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 he was even right here, whenever he perceived, hallelujah, what was going on in their hearts and in their conversation. Hallelujah. He, he begins, he says unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves? Because ye have brought no bread. Have you forgot? Listen to what he says. Do we not understand? Neither remember the five loaves or the five thousand? How many baskets we took up? One writer helps us out whenever he wrote about it. He let us know they took up 12 baskets. Amen. 12 baskets out of the 5,000. Hallelujah. I'm not even sure where they got the other 11 baskets. Uh, could it be that all 12 disciples had went out among the crowd and only one come back with a basket had anything left in it? Little lad, amen, that didn't eat the fish and eat the loaves and everybody else ate it up. Hallelujah. And everybody else didn't have nothing but empty baskets to offer back. Hallelujah. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. I think God sometimes all it takes is one individual. Hallelujah. Says, you know what? I'm going to be what God wants me to be. I'm going to hear his voice. I don't have a whole lot to offer. But I'm willing to offer what I got. And God to take a little and make much out of it. It'll have to look big in nobody else's eyes. But you just let God get a hold of it. And you let God do it for his glory. For the magnifying of his name. That's a reason he can take people that may not seem like nobody. Just like this morning. God used some tent makers. To help direct and help somebody that was eloquent in speech. And learned in the scriptures. He's able to guide him and lead him. You know why God could use Apollos? You know why God could use Paul? They used their education as a tool. Not as a, mean, a means of pride and arrogance and knowing it all. With no revelation. <laughs> oh man. When Paul was out in the desert for three years. God gave him revelations of the education that he had been he received. And that's what makes all the difference. I thank God for education. I pray for all of these. I encourage every one of you. You can ask, you can ask them. Hallelujah. Get it. Get it. Get it, man. Get it. Hallelujah. Get everything you can get. Hallelujah. But praise God. Make sure you use it as a tool for God, for the glory of God and not for the glory of self. Hallelujah. Not just to make a bigger paycheck. Well, hallelujah, we got to be willing, amen, as Philip was, hallelujah, to leave, amen, all this, all this, we're all, all of a sudden broke out and everybody's doing all this and be willing, amen, by the Holy Ghost to go to the one individual, hallelujah, that God, that's what it's all about, being able to hear the voice of God and understanding what's being said and what's being given to us. And so here he says, hey, here you are wrestling over bread and thinking I'm talking about just bread for the natural man. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the living of the doctrine. I mean, the teaching, the doctrine, hallelujah, it's incorrect and you got to watch out for it. And you know what? We're living in a world today that everybody's saved. We're living in a world today that everybody, you know, is working out their own salvation. Yeah, they're working it out, but they're not working out with fear and trembling. And they're not working it out according to the writings of the Word of God. But Jesus Christ himself told the Jews, except you believe on me as the scriptures have said. Hallelujah, I'm telling you, it's going to be in vain. you got to come up short. Hallelujah, to be disciples of Jesus. The power of the written Word of God. If it's ever been a time, it needs to be written on our hearts and written in our minds and written in our spirit that we won't be cast to and fall. And you know why the spirit's world is having such a heyday?
day to day because of the lack of the knowledge of the Word of God. It drives the Holy Ghost in us. It puts a power of God in us. It puts us in a place that we won't be tossed to and fro. That Word that holds us will keep us. The revelation and the understanding of it. So as you watch some of this, Mark 8, he charged them saying, now remember, I'm talking about a response here. I'm talking about God's time and response unto his time. This ties into our lesson now. That's the reason Paul encouraged Timothy. Amen. In season, out of season, always be ready with the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost inspires the quickening, it's, 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 you can't beat that. You can't, you can't beat that. Huh. We're going to study. We're going to pray. We're going to prepare ourselves. That's what Paul instructed them to do. Study and show yourself approved unto, not man, but approved unto God, to your servile ability. And your skills and what God blesses you with and what the grace of God puts up on you. And that's the reason we don't judge ourselves among ourselves. But you got to be everything you can be for God and for the glory of God. Amen. Do it as unto the Lord, not as unto men. And the glorifying and the patting of them on our backs. Hallelujah. No, we're going to do this for God and for his kingdom. Amen. Because that's the only way we're going to get the true revelation, the true understanding. And so here we got, hallelujah, the writer's making it clear to us now, this miracle it really it didn't do a whole lot for the disciples hallelujah it didn't put the faith in them their hearts were hardened and whenever they found themselves in a dilemma in a situation with no bread they forgot all about the five loaves they forgot all about amen amen the four thousand amen and the seven baskets that was picked up hallelujah after amen the fragments the fragments was more amen picked up was more amen than what Jesus started with you oh you watch this hallelujah I don't know where you're at in your life tonight but I tell you what you can give Jesus the fragments of your life he'll make more out of the fragments hallelujah than all everything else you've done got and done had I'm telling you Jesus can take up the fragments of it and put it together bless it and it hallelujah do more with it than what anybody else can but we got to let him do it we got to let him have his way so so as we watch this uh really unfold 8 17 and Jesus knew it and saith unto them why reason he because he have no bread perceive he not yet or neither understand have he have ye your hearts yet hearten? Having eyes see not, and having ears hear not? Come on, folks. We, you know, eyes and ears. So I, I'm here, but I, I really want to. I really want to see. I want to. I want to really hear. I want to really grasp what's being said. And and when I when I break the five loaves among the five thousand, how many baskets fulls of fragments took he up? And they said unto him twelve. And when the seven among the four thousand, how many baskets fulls of fragments took took he up? And they said seven. And he said, now watch this. This is Rita brought Mark's writings into this. Watch what happens now. I believe Jesus is going to give them an example. Of, of what was just transpiring in their lives and what just happened. And so he's going he's gonna to help them. Watch this. Jesus said unto them, How is it that you do not understand? And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. You know the rest of it. He prays for him the second time. 
And after that, he put his hands upon his eyes, made him look up, and he was restored and saw every man clearly. I'm glad I'm serving a God tonight that can touch me the second time and the third time and the fourth time that when I find myself in a dilemma I find myself in a place oh God I need some help tonight I need some help in the generation that I'm living in there's all kind of voices out there there's all kind of opinions out there but God I know there is a true voice out there I know there's a true director out there I know there's one that can help us out if we can just hear your voice I couldn't help but think about it when brother Barry talked about the white socks hallelujah I'm not going to preach about white socks but I'll tell you what did happen this is supposed to be a true story there was a gentleman and if I'm not mistaken he was a preacher wanted to be used to God he was in prayer and asking God to use him and the so Holy Ghost prompted him he said okay he said I want you to go out and he's on a main highway and he's on a bridge he said I want you to go out there and he said I want you two different colored socks I don't really remember the two colors of the socks hello he said I want you to roll up your preacher's leg get your Bible out and go to preaching now that's hearing God wanting to be used of God you hear me hallelujah so you know he was obeying the Holy Ghost so if I come in and tell you that and you feel it in the Holy Ghost you just do it and let God take care of the rest of it hallelujah because that that gentleman went out there and obeyed him. And uh, come on, you got folks going by your 70 and 75 and 80 miles. But in just a little while, he's standing out there preaching his cars going by. All of a sudden, here comes one. Right up to him. Hallelujah. Jumps out of that thing. And says, my goodness. God, I told God, I think it's on the verge of fixing to commit suicide. I can't remember all that part of it. But anyway, he jumps out there and said, hey, I told God if God was real, he'd have a man standing on this bridge with two different color socks on and have the Bible open preaching the gospel. I tell you, Holy Ghost, it don't matter how, how ridiculous. See, that's the problem. God can't do yours but because of stinking pride. We're scared we're going to embarrass ourselves. The Holy Ghost won't embarrass you. We should never be embarrassed to do what the Holy Ghost beckons us to do. I don't care how ridiculous it, ridiculous it looked like in the eyes of carnality, in the eyes of the world. God's ways is not man's way. And when God gets ready to do it, we need to be ready to do it. You come to the wrong place here, I can tell you that much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it if I wanted to. <laughs> Paul and them could, but they didn't. You know what? I believe Paul was talking about some of them areas. <laughs> some of them weren't so educated. He got down to their level. And he talked to them in manner, in terms and ways that they could understand him. Because he was after the soul. He wasn't worried about impressing them with his, with his skills or ability. He was wanting their soul. And when you want to get up in the high, 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 he told him, he said, buddy, hey, I, I, you know some pedigrees? I got some. I can show you. I tell you where I come from. I tell you what, whose feet I've sat under. I tell you what, I've done been there. I've done all that. I'm not running that down. What I'm telling you is, hallelujah, all of that won't let you hear the voice of God. Hey, I listened to it yesterday, a full solid hour of it. The words are right, but the revelation was wrong. That's just the way it is. Scripture, everything, hey, lady, it's right. The true revelation and the power thereof wasn't there. Wasn't there. Everybody was. Of course, that happens here sometimes too. I want to come out there and nudge some of you on Sunday mornings. 
I'm not telling you, but I'm telling you this morning, the Lord talked to us out of that lesson this morning. And some of you missed it because you were so tired and so sleepy. And so, it's your soul. It's your eternity. If you're so busy six days a week that when you come to the house of God and get still a little bit, you, I'd lay down some weights. I'd quit staying up so late on Saturday night with the idea that I can sleep late on Sunday morning. It's our soul. I'll tell you right now, you can't get it fight and sleep. That's so miserable. I hate it. I hate to be sleepy. Lord have mercy. Driving. That's one of the most miserable things to do is trying to drive me asleep. I'm gonna stay awake, man. I'm gonna stay awake. I got it. I got it. In there. I too often here. I don't know, maybe I got some things right, I don't know. Of course, the way y'all talk about my driving anyway. God, who knows, God may even say, four angels every time, hey, Brother Boris, we can go somebody, come here, come here. That's good, he's protecting y'all too. Hallelujah. But anyway, let me move on here. So, we see that, that, that the heartbeat and the desire of the Lord is to really help us to see and for our eyes to be opened for our ears to be unstopped for us to see the mighty hand of God now I'm going to touch a few other places and I'm about through sister Moore you can come I'm not going to be long now watch this the importance of this got to go back to the main two verses those those men whoever they were now they had to believe in the Messiah they had to know the law. They had to know the prophets. They, they knew that he was the prophet. They was willing to be cast out of the tabernacle. They was willing to take on the opposition. <laughs> but the timing wasn't right. Are you hearing me? There's things that can come our way. And we can be pressured because of what it is and where it's at and who it's involving. That can pressure us. But you know what? We've got to trust God. And have enough confidence in God. And walking with Him. God you're going to work this thing out. And your will is going to be done. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to rely upon you. <laughs> now let's go back. When we begin to talk about those miracles. What really begins to unfold. And what really begins to happen. And it was the miracle they saw. And energize these guys to, to force him to become the king. Huh. That wasn't the reason why Jesus performed the miracle. The same miracle, amen, didn't affect the disciples as it should have. It didn't put the faith in them that it should have. And after being performed twice in their walk with God in that three and a half years, they'd still, when it come that time in their lives, he, he called them, one of the writers, he said, Hardened hearts. You didn't let it. You let, didn't let it have the effect. You didn't let it. So, how many of you believe that miracles are coming more so than what we've been having? In this end time, this church is going to be the church that you read about in the book of Acts. So, these things are going to happen. There's going to be opposition and there's going to be battles. And that's the reason we better be walking with the Lord and walking in the Holy Ghost like never before. 
There's other times. There's a time in John 2 and 24. You're going to read, and Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. He knew them. Need it not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. Hebrews 4 and 13 says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Abraham in Genesis 18 and God gave him the visit in this 18th chapter fulfill the promise that he made to Abraham. The Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah life? Saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? And, and come on, let's think about it. 25 years she waited on that promise. Baron had never gave child. Now Abraham's past the age and I mean, he just wouldn't know earthly or physical way that could happen. Now the Lord comes and pays him a visit. And whenever the word comes to Sarah, she laughs. But listen to, listen to this. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Not, not, not just a baby. She's going to have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not. You know why? For she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. Huh. God didn't run in the tent and slap her upside the head. He understood where the life came from. He understood. That's God. Probably even within himself. Said, if I was in your shoes, I'd have laughed too. I was in your situation. Been a little hard to believe. After 25 years and barren. <laughs> now your husband's. You see. One more place as you stand here tonight. To believe in this Messiah. To believe. It's all about believing now. It really is. I hear that. I just don't believe that. Or This is not how I see it. This is not how I believe it. But we got to believe that this is the word of God. You really can't help anybody if they don't, really don't believe this is the word. But if it's the word, you can help them. We can be helped by it. Thank God for it. Thank God for it tonight. Because where would we be if it wasn't for the word? To help us. But in John the 7th chapter. Jesus is. Had walked into Galilee. And uh, now. He wouldn't walk into Jewry. Which means to Judah. Because the Jews had sought to kill him. Time wouldn't ready now. Understand that. And so even Jesus at times, one place it talked about how he would just, just vanish, go away. Time on the road to Emmaus, a man, he, he blinded the disciples' eyes. That even on that road to Emmaus, they, they couldn't recognize it. They couldn't, and they was confused about what all had happened. But then he enlightens them. Listen to what I'm fixing to say here. 
It was time for the Jew feast, feast of the tabernacle. Jesus' brothers, his brethren, his height brothers, and we, we don't make a habit of that. Uh, I like to call families family and just leave it at that. But, but in this situation, they was actually his height brothers. They didn't have the same father. And so his brothers had said unto him, he said, Depart hence and go into Judea and that thy disciples also and may see the works of thy that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret it. He himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou doest these things, show thyself to the world. Jesus wouldn't do it. Jesus wouldn't. I'm going to finish that in just a minute. It wasn't the time. It wasn't right. It wasn't God's will. It wasn't not, not in that form. Not in that manner. And even being urged by his own brothers to do it. And the next verse simply helps us to understand is for neither did his brothers believe in him at this point, at this time. Even though they was raised with him and rubbed shoulders with him. They didn't believe that he was the Messiah. Not here. Huh. Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet, but your time is, is always ready. You know what he's telling them? You can walk in Judah. You can walk into that feast because you're not going to cause any turbulence. You're not going to quicken any evil spirits. You're not going to cause any uproar. You're just... You're just the brothers and that ain't true with me. I'm a different father. I got a different father. I represent a different kingdom. There's a spiritual world out there. There's a demonical world out there. There's individuals that's out to, to take me and take me before the time. And the timing's not right yet. See, that's the difference. We walk in the Holy Ghost and represent the Holy Ghost and the kingdom of God and the kingdom of hope and the kingdom of light, the kingdom of peace. There'll be times that you'll walk into situations and you may not quite understand just what went on, what took place. And so that's the reason so important that we can hear his voice and understand what he's telling us. For us to be able to handle it right and walk in it right and and bring forth the results that need to be brought forth. But if you read on, Jesus goes, but watch this. The world cannot hate you. But me it hateth, because I testify of it. That the works thereof. Just him coming to the feast and walking into Judea and walking in. Just his presence testified against them. This thing keeps unfolding, ladies and gentlemen. You hold on to holiness and you hold on to separation and you hold on to walking in the Holy Ghost. Just your presence at some family meetings is going to cause some problems. Not that you're mean and you're ugly, and it's the kingdom you're representing because this world hates us. 
and the God of this world hates us. You know one reason why this lesson is so important? The rest of the world's trying its best, and the devil himself just caused the economy of the America. Hey, the economy of America's got to crack before you can get a one world monetary system going. It's got to crash. But it's not going to until God gets ready. God's got his timing. This corona business, I told you at the very beginning of it. God allowed it for stirring, for shaking it. For, see, where, how are we going to stand? How are we going to respond? And I'm telling you, if we, some politicians in some states, if they had to, they'd shut all the churches down while they honky tonk do everything else they want to do. Using that for an excuse to stop God. Coming together. Brother Barry mentions this service. That's the reason it's, it's so important not to come to the house of God nonchalant, unstirred, and unmoved. Hey, some of you worry me. I'm talking about some of you with the Holy Ghost. And when the presence of God moves, you just get there. There's no worship, there's no praising, there's no, no expression. My maker's in the house, my God's in the house. My helper, the lover of my soul, the lover. I had a gentleman come in my hardware store. I don't really know him. He was somebody else, another guy I knew, and I'm not going to mention names. But anyway, he had got caught up in this corona and away from his family for eight months. Got to talking a little bit and, and come to find out he's been back in the States and, and still hadn't seen his wife and been in the States for several weeks. I, I told him, man, I said, that wouldn't happen in my house, Doc. Number one, she'd kill me. I mean, there's something wrong. I mean, all kind of flags went up, but I want to say, hey, there's got to be something wrong, Doc. That's different if he still had to go through, you know. But it would have been no eight. I'd have told him, I'll tell you all right now, Doc. I've been away for eight months. I'm going home. She gets corona, she gets it, and we're going to get it together, but I'm going home. We're clothing together. Oh, sweet Holy Ghost, we need you to move in this house tonight. Touching our hearts and lives because, folks, we're in the battle for our souls and the battles of eternity. God gave us the Holy Ghost to help us. I prayed this afternoon. I said, God, you gave us a five-fold ministry. I prayed in the gifts of the Spirit. Hey, I'm telling you, God, this church is powerful. And I'm telling you, we can affect our community. And we can turn our community upside down. If Paul can send out by aprons and having your handkerchiefs, amen, and stir up all of Asia. We can do it. We can do it. We just got to walk in God's time. God's season. And for His glory. We're representing Him, not ourselves. We're representing His name, His love, His compassion, His light, His power, His authority. See, that's what's got the world messed up because there's too many Christians that claims to be Christians better cuss you out on Monday morning when you rub them wrong or have a snobby attitude.
So you and I, we got a purpose in our hearts. Like Daniel. A purpose in our spirit. God, I want to be like you. Help me, God. Wherever it's at, wherever it's in my heart, my mind, my spirit, God, you help me. He sung the song right tonight. I can't make one step without you, God. I can't do it. If I could do it without you, why I wouldn't have need you. That's what, that's what Moses was. Whenever he made him put the camp outside. Get it away. He said, but oh, he would let him, he, he come back. He comes back and he says, oh God, but your presence, you got to go with us. I know we're wicked, stiff necked. I know we're sin. We come up short, but oh God, you got to go with us. Sing here. It's not by our own power, our own might, but it's by his spirit. It's by his spirit. It's by his anointing. It's by walking and being to hear, to know his will. His heartbeat. What he desires. And again, it's not as easy as everybody thinks to really know how to respond to those miracles. Gave you tonight out of scripture two or three different ways, and I didn't cover all of it. How they responded to the miracles of those loaves. And some that you thought would have responded and built their faith and they'd have been on top of the world from that moment on. Like, and others wanted to take it even though they was right and put him in places, but the timing was wrong. And he had to rush the disciples into a boat and put them, amen, in harm's way, all said and done, and put them on a lake and put them on a sea and send them, amen, into a storm. Because there was those men that was on the land that was trying to force him. Make him. And the timing wasn't right. That's almost scary. Because he was the prophet. And he is the king. But we can miss his timing. As they begin to sing in this house tonight. What about it tonight? God, I want your time in my life. I want to be what you want me to be. I want to be who you want me to be. I want to be sensitive enough in the Holy Ghost. And your voice and your heartbeat and your will in my life as an individual, but yet as a church. I'm pulling for the church. I want this church to be what God wants it to be. Not what I want it to be, but what God wants it to be. A soul loving, a soul caring church full of compassion full of mercy full of long suffering and gentleness and kindness and amen that that's that praying god put a bridle on my tongue help me be careful what i say every idle word you can't you can't you can't get it back god you got to help us we're living in a world that's full of criticism living in a world that the spiritual world is, is taking its advantage warring against us and this world needs they said that ain't opal she started teaching at 16 years of age shorter teachers my memory serves me right John Dale that used to be the principal down here come and guide her got her out of college took her up here uh, Mr. O'Neill Devon O'Neill come to the hardware store several months ago 
And he, he, he said, hey, he said, I remember a teacher said she was just a young girl and, and said she was a more. And anyway, he went on about it. I said, that was, that was a noble. He said, I thought it was. Someone went on talking how they had a lady that had a poem about her and said it, that she made such an impact on her at 16. 16. Huh. But Ain't Opal would teach school at 16 years of age. In the summertime, she'd go to college. She'd come back in the wintertime to teach school. Summertime, she'd go to college. What are you trying to say? That generation, they had some, they had some, uh, just different goals and different uh, strength and energy about them to endure and to overcome and to respond to life and its, its hardships. They didn't let the hardships destroy them. They let the hardship mold them and make them to be tough. What are you saying tonight to us, church? We're going to let all this help mold us and shape us into being the church that God wants us to be. Hear his voice and walk in it for the magnifying of his name and the glorifying of his kingdom. God bless you. God bless these singers. I dedicate my life, my will to Thee, O oh Lord. If You can use these hands, if You can use this voice, all for Your kingdom and Your glory, Lord. I want to be a willing vessel, vessel You. I dedicate my life, my will to Thee, O oh Lord. If You could use these hands, if You could use this voice, all for Your kingdom and Your glory, Lord. I want to be a willing vessel, a vessel You can from that you choose. Lord, I want to empty myself available to you. Be a willing vessel. Be a willing vessel. Instrument you choose. 
I want to empty up myself. Available to you. Be a willing vessel. Myself completely yours. I want to be a willing a vessel you can use. Lord, I want to be the instrument. Lord, I want available to you. Be a willing vessel. So you can use, Lord, I want to be the instrument to choose. I want to empty, available to you. To be. I want to be a willing Let me be that instrument you choose. Here I am, Lord. I, I empty myself to you, Lord. Available to you, Lord. Instrument you choose, Lord, I want to be available to you. 
willing vessel. Oh, I'm that willing vessel.
into that a vessel it's not broken it's, it's a vessel that they Israel had became a broken vessel that God couldn't use could pour his water in them and scoop up the vessel had became broken but a willing vessel it's put on that potter's wheel the mender that can Mold it, shape it for his service, for his glory. I believe that's all of our heartbeat. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Appreciate you tonight. Thank you, singers, our instrument players, Brother Barry, all in this service tonight, helping us. 
working for the kingdom of God and for the service of the Lord. We thank you. Amen. God's good. God's been good to us. All right. Birthdays. Got any birthdays? Sister Rebecca Berry. Sister Jessica. All right. Anyone else? No. Noah, Sister Jessica, and Sister Rebecca Berry. We didn't miss nobody, did we? All right. Let's give them a good hand. God bless them. Anniversaries. Any anniversaries? That's right. That's right. Braden and Savannah. Anyone else? All right. Let's sing to them. Give them a good hand tonight. Lord bless them. All right. Let's stand together. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. You're dismissed. The fear of the knives. Knives. Don't forget. That's next Sunday, right? Don't forget about the knives. Next Sunday. Last order. Bring the orders in. All that good stuff for next Sunday. Okay?